I'm ready. All right, all right, all right. You got the KK and the dog. Hey, hey. KK. What's up, dog? <laughs> Don't say that. God. Uh, one, I still think it's funny. And two, yeah. Hey, and three, I might be liable to answer that question. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to answer that question tonight. What's going on in the world of Doc? Oh, so I had to like go out in the rain and drive down to the airport and it's like all packed and stuff like that. And then I'm coming out, I have to get gas. So next thing you know, I'm putting more money into the pockets of billionaires. And of course, I had to deal with doctors today go in and they're running tests to see if i got some dread disease whatever but you know what i gotta wait till you know three or four days to find the results so you're gonna make <laughs> don't you love that what bump you up for the weekend and be like oh don't worry about it you know we'll, we'll t- tell you next week if you're gonna die exactly and i swear they must like schedule these tests on fridays just so they could say that it's like, oh, just enjoy your weekend. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's kind of how my day went. And then, of course, come Monday, I got to go see a freaking dentist, like an endodontist guy, to see if I have to pay out like a couple thousand dollars to fix my teeth again. And so, like, where the got- hell is that money going to come from? You just got your teeth fixed. I know. Like, well, what happened? Oh, my God. Well, they're different teeth. They're dealing with different teeth. I don't know. I'm falling apart. Oh, Whatever. my goodness. You know, maybe I might as well have that dread disease. I'm falling apart anyway. Oh, stop it. it. But, uh, yeah. So, and you know what? You know okay. what? Dennis, I swear, are bigger freaking ripoff than... The doctors are because you got all this money you're paying into doctor premiums, you know, insurance premiums. And, you know, it covers a lot of it. Well, that's great. But any kind of dental coverage you get, it's like it covers like jack shit, right? You get a crown. There goes your entire benefit right there. And it's like these dentists. Oh, my God. I should have been a dentist. Oh. And I, th- I think it's the, well, no, because they have like the highest suicide rate of any white collar people. Nobody, nobody wants to go to the damn dentist, not even the dentist. Nobody, they never <laughs> have for you. But it pays his bills at least. I mean, it doesn't pay my yeah. bills, does it? Well, no, but you know how people avoid the dentist just because of the whole, it's the dentist and it's painful. Nobody likes to go get their teeth looked at. I've had so many needles stuck in my mouth. That doesn't bother me. It's, it's every time they stick a needle in my mouth, it's another $2,000 usually. Wow. So I could tell you've had an awful week. So let tell me all about Come on, Doc. All right. You know, I think last time we were talking about cooperation versus competition. And, you know, you, you've brought up this kind of stuff before. Like, you know, when we talked about Halloween and all the money that the, the system wants us to pour into it. And you, you said the answer is, you know what, let's just focus on community again and stuff like that. Be with your friends that you don't have to go out and spend money to, you know, have a good life and, and that kind of stuff. And I think pretty much every podcast we've done, we end up talking about how much it costs 
right? That's what killing us. The last podcast, it's like, where does the paycheck go? Right? Where does the paycheck go? And the bottom line is, it not only goes, but it like takes us into the negative, and then we put it all on a freaking credit card, and now everybody's got credit card debt too. Well, we we're built for that, right? I mean, we we're built when we talk about cooperation versus, of course, uh, competition. I think we we're programmed early to be competitive, right? I mean, people keep up with their neighbors. You have to have the biggest and the best. I mean, it used to be you had a phone and you had it for several years. Now I know people are, they're in the mindset, well, I got to get the next iPhone. I got to get the next Android. I got to get the next, because it's got a bigger screen or it's got a smaller screen or it's got different buttons. It's the same thing, right? I mean, we're kind of, I think, taught that. Taught that. Okay, well, let me ask you this. I mean, we know that our economy, our American capitalism is is built on consumerism. It's built on individuality. It's built on competition, right? I mean, that's the way it's supposed to work. What do you think came first? Human beings being competitive? Or did the economic system that we adopted long ago turn well, us into competitors. I think that most, some people are naturally competitive. You know, I mean, when it comes to sports or, or hunting or whatever they do, right? Um, people want to be the best at what they do. I, wait, so wait, I wait, think wait. There's, there's a difference between being the best at what you do right. and being better than the guy next right. to you. Well, and, and here was going to be my point is, is so when learning how to hunt, my um, great uncle would um, spend some time. We didn't know when we were younger what they were doing, but he was teaching us to be better than him. That was his goal, right? But of course, he was very much a teacher and that's what teachers do. You want your students or your apprentices to hopefully surpass you. That's the the, uh, the the handing down of knowledge, right? Because you want to make that better. But there is still some level of, of competition. I think that they take that competition, though, that I think that there's to some extent that's natural in people, like it's natural in animals insofar as, you know, mating and stuff like that more with animals than, well, even us, I guess mating is... <laughs> We have our own rituals, yeah. but uh, well, but still, that that's instinct as well. I mean, that's well, not learned behavior. Well, okay, and, and that's, that's what my I'm, question is: this competition okay. well, learned so, behavior, or is it part of who we are? So, I think that we do have a natural that kind of competition. There's instinct in us. Now, I think what they've done since we were very young, certainly my generation, um, we were influenced by uh, commercials and we're influenced by now media, social media and everything like that. So they take an instinct that we already kind of have and they just turned it towards being a, that consumer, a good consumer. One that says, I have an Apple 12 and I need an Apple 13. Um, for no reason, really. So I do think that that it's instinct that they've taken advantage of. And I think we're taught that as a very young age to, I mean, I don't know about this next generation coming up. I have high hopes for them. I will say that, but I do. But I do think that there was a time when neighbors want to keep up with neighbors. I've seen a couple of my neighbors 
they have bigger RVs, it seems like, almost every year. There's two of them that are kind of competing. They're almost out of room, so I feel like they're almost done competing. But going out and buying, I know friends that have the same exact truck, except one person has a different version. So it's somehow better, looks exactly the same. You see them together, it looks the same. So I think that our instinct of competition is just being exploited and to be good consumers, right? You know what? I understand that that all sounds logical, yet there are many societies before capitalism, uh, you know, really showed up, you know, what, 300 years ago, you know, whatever, where it really was a cooperative thing, right? It was all about your tribe. You're, you share, you know, the the foraging area or the hunting grounds or whatever it is. And um, it's it's more about the tribe than it is about the individual. And that's where I think capitalism took us off the rails was now it started pushing that, no, you're an individual and you need to be better than the guy next door. Oh, but definitely. I mean, there are certainly, again, I'm coming from the reservation and, and, um, you know, I mean, obviously we have cooperative, but we don't really have money. So there's nobody's keeping up with anybody really in that, that regard. And we're Canadian Indian. So, um, we don't have casino money. (laughs) We, we get government fees still. They don't let you guys have casinos up there. Well, no, uh, in Canada, gambling is legal. So, Oh, I see. So it's oh, not your monopoly. Correct. <laughs> like yeah, it is down here. Correct. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so I mean, obviously, it's it's not the same. We're not competing against each other. We're just kind of on the reservation. You kind of just hang out, right? <laughs> um, there's a reason I don't live on the reservation. I can say that I, I never lived on the reservation full time. So, but yeah, it's definitely different. I mean, coming into uh, what we would say like a white male world is, is a lot different than being on the reservation. We don't have the same drives and, and the same uh, need to possess and control things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, th- it's it's interesting that, that you say that because I was looking up some studies that have been done on cooperation versus competition. And one study, you know, shows that for the most part, um, the, the kids competed against each other, even though when they compete, they always lose. They never really caught on and realized that if you cooperate, then you, you know, you both get something out of it. And it says, and I'm, and I'm reading this off right from the study, in the rare cases of cooperation during these games, at least one person in the pair tended to come from a rural or community-oriented background, right? Oh, and it sounds like yeah. you come from a more community-oriented background, and so your thinking may tend to be more cooperative. And I know you as a person, obviously, and you absolutely do think in that more, well, let's all get together and make it happen rather than 
I'm going to do it and show that I'm, you know, better than well, everybody else. I, I do think when I was younger, I definitely was a lot more competitive, but I don't think I really got anything out of it. And I think that um, coming back into a more cooperative state of mind has been a lot better just for me. I'm not trying to control anything. I'm not trying to necessarily be better. I'm trying to be the best me I could be. But I do think that there are challenges that you face being a cooperative person in in a competitive world because competitive people, I just think you get to a point when you're not really getting anything out of it, right? I believe in a more cooperative mindset just because when we accomplish something, it just feels a lot better, right? Uh, to me, to me, honestly, it's it's made my life a better, better existence. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let me throw this in there too. American capitalism is all about orderly numbers, right? There has to be a very um, short time span to see that reward. And so we've been trained to think in terms of, you know, days or weeks, or maybe, you know, a couple months or something like that, rather than taking a long term approach to pretty much anything, right? I mean, obviously, climate change is is the poster child for that argument. None of the corporations will see any benefit in transitioning to renewable energy or anything like that in the short term. Well, and there again, when you look at at, at that though, that that's there's a whole uh, we could talk about that for honestly forever and ever because even some of the stuff that they're doing that that's supposed to be long term, I don't see that having a, an impact and. Generally, when they are picking up these mantles and running with them, they're picking them up because they can make a lot of money, whether it's solar or whatever it is, right? I mean, um, that's the incentive, right? Make things better. Is, oh, well, we're going to make things better, but there's money involved. And, and again, trying to well, make the world a place yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah. So so let's get back to the, the matter at hand. Capitalism is all about competition. That's the way it's supposed to work. Right. I mean, that's not the way it actually does work. Now you have what we call collusion, right? Where a very few number of companies at the top will collude to set prices and do whatever, which is a form of cooperation. But in theory, capitalism is about competition. And we've already talked about how the best solution to healthcare is to go along with every other civilized country in the world and a socialized medicine, right? That's where everybody is throwing into a common pool and helping each other. And pretty much in, in most of these basic needs, if you look at housing, right? What you have is the people that own the land, own the property, They're the ones making all the money, and we've seen how they can collude as well. I mean, that software program that set the prices for apartments, right? Based based on what all the other landlords are charging. I mean, that's just out and out collusion. That that is still going on, I think, and that's in San Diego that uh, that 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 came to light. It's everywhere, but that's the place that there's a lawsuit, I think, still pending on that. Yeah, but really the the ultimate answer to housing, some people might say, 
is no private land ownership. Once you have private land ownership, now whoever owns that land that makes money off of it. And if you look at it in in the big picture sense, the land in this country, just like the the minerals, the oil, the water, is owned by all Americans, right? We should all have a say on how those resources are used, including the land. And to have very few people owning the land and making the the policies as far as what they get to do with that land. And the bottom line is we all pay for it, right? Look at Nestle owning water in California or whatever. There's no way that a foreign company should own water in California when they're just coming out of a seven-year drought or a 20-year drought or something like well, that. Look at, um, well, Elon Musk is pulling, uh, isn't he pulling a ton of water resources for Tesla factory? Like, I mean, to where it's, it's impacting the surrounding uh, boat? Probably the new one in Austin. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. And and the fracking, right? They use a huge amount of water. There was a town in West Texas that was about out of water due to fracking. And this was probably five years ago. I have no idea what happened to that town. Well, we, we, we can get into fracking point and we can talk about that, that impact because that, that's been a huge impact. There's entire places that they actually it's ruined their ground water and, and things like that. But believe it or not, we are running out of time. So we'll, we'll go ahead and give me an imagine this. Well, the point that I was trying to make was that the answer to so many of these issues is cooperation versus competition. And I'm not saying that capitalism doesn't have its place. A lot of people say that a lot of new innovations came from capitalism, which, you know, may or may not be true. So there may be a place in certain industries, let's say, for competition to be the best approach. But if you look at the basic needs for human beings, for Americans, if you look at housing, healthcare, food production, education, you know, some of these things that we've talked about, really, these are basic needs. And we all got to come together to make it happen. We can't leave it in the hands of, you know, people that just have a hell of a lot more money than we do to make these decisions for us. I think well, that's where I was kind of going. So if if you want me to give you an imagine this, I do. Yes. It it would be imagine a society where we all did have a, a voice in how the land is used. And and that would include oil, right? There, there's no way that the oil companies are going to stop pumping oil as long as they can make a profit. But if the rest of us say, you know what, you're just, you're screwing up the whole earth. We need to phase you out soon. Let's put our tax dollars or whatever, our effort into renewables and making those very cost efficient. We should be able to do that. And, you know, the way you you were talking earlier, I'm thinking, oh, my God, we're doomed. We'll never get out of this 
competitive situation. And, and that's really what our listeners need to think about is, are we doomed to this competitiveness that's been foisted on us by our capitalism? Or is there a way out through real competition to get us out of these holes that we've dug ourselves into? Well, and, and again, I think that some of competition is instinctive, and I think some of it's a manipulation. And I think that if people just, if you could do anything is think about how many times in a day you're manipulated and, and be, you know, really pay attention to uh, social media. I mean, social media is now striking you and, and is learning what you know. There are programs that pick up your spending and, and, and they will sell your information to whatever it is. But I think if you right. pay attention life you're going to see the manipulations and that make us one good consumers we are really good consumers in america and we're competitive consumers that's right that's right and and there was uh something that we had touched on before when we were talking about education the other day we were talking about how critical thinking should be taught early on Right, probably from like kindergarten on up, there's got to be a way to teach kids critical thinking in terms that they will understand at, at that age. Right. Well, okay. I think that's what you're saying. That will turn us into smart consumers. Right. It'll let us separate the the stupid stuff from real information. Right. And make a good decision. Well, I, I agree with you. And I think that uh, so I guess everyone's homework is to pay attention over the next uh, few days, figure out how many times you're manipulated. And I think when it comes to education, we need people that are educated in education to make decisions for um, maybe not the government doing it, but people that education. Right. And I do want to bring up a book before we head out. Okay. Um, the Fourth Turning. So oh, it's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's a good book. It's a good book. One day we'll have to sit and talk about it. I don't know if I'm, I'm on board with everything. But again, if you haven't uh, read that, I just thought I'd pop it out for folks. Uh, the Fourth Turning. And, and I bring it up, too, because the one of the authors, Neil Howe, has The Fourth Turning is Here. And that's a new book, fairly new book. I think it came out. Um, I don't actually know when it came out, but it came out pretty recently. And he was the original author of The Fourth Turning, with, along with another gentleman, I think that's now deceased, uh, William Strauss, who is, is now deceased. But so check it out if you're if you're listening to this. Might be a good read. It's not not that big of a book, but definitely something that uh, Doc and I will probably talk about in the future, maybe. So yeah, this don't, is a, don't read it before you turn the lights out, though, because it can be really scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there you go. So I got some feedback. I will share some feedback. Um, I, I have a, a couple people reached out. They they like the uh, the podcast. Uh, they they like that we keep it uh, short. <laughs> And uh, they've, you know, kind of asked for some reading stuff if, if we if we have it. So we'll try to keep that mindful and, and maybe not every episode, but certainly if, if we hit across a book or, or something um, or articles, you know, because they wanted us to share some articles and stuff that we get our information from. So um, we'll, we'll try to make that that part of this as well. We'll figure that out. But again, I guess uh, any last words, Doc? I figure my my week can only go up from here. I mean, hopefully it's going to be a great weekend, and then Monday I'll have a dread disease. So 
Please don't enjoy my weekend. How's that? Well, you only have a dread disease if they can make money off it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. That's right. They have to keep me alive until the That's next right. quarterly report. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So I get everybody uh, stay healthy, happy, and wise, and pay attention. Pay attention. And, and if you're into it, go pick up that book. And Doc and I will be reaching out to everybody later on. So peace.